everyone. The name is Brandon Wilson, aka B. Will, and this is Dare to Live, a podcast show where I will discuss and dialogue with you and fellow colleagues about what it means to live, liberate, innovate, beer, and energize. All right, you guys. So today's show is kind of special. It's special because one, I am literally on the road. I am with my friend and we're driving and we're heading out to go and have some good fun, especially, you know, celebrating my birthday, whoop, whoop, Libra Nation. Um, and then also to celebrate her. She just passed her, um, her license exam for becoming a licensed social worker. Y'all give it up for my good friend and my sister, Miss Khadijah Folks, aka Shara, aka Tashara, aka Axe Shara Thursdays, aka Khadijah Creations. She just got so much going on. Thank you. But... Thank you. <laughs> hey y'all, what's up? <laughs> so guys, this show is special because um as you if you've been listening to podcasts before, my previous podcast rather. You have heard me speak about Lazarus and how when last when if you know the story from the Bible when Jesus called Lazarus from the dead he that Lazarus had to one wake up get up out of that grave and dare to live but that not only that he had people that were around him when Jesus told the people to go and unwrap him once he got out from the grave. People had to go and unwrap him and they had to um, help him to dare to live. So today's episode is all about the importance of friendships and knowing who those friends are when you are at that point where you want to dare to live, when you made that decision that I want to live in whatever aspect of life I want to live, but who is around me to help me to live? Nah, who is going to help us to unwrap? So, I got a quick poem for you guys, and then, ooh, I sound like Brandy right there at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a poem. <laughs> <laughs> he has his notebook too, like her, y'all. <laughs> oh, you're not going for my secrets out there. That's not nice. <laughs> you said it. I was just 15. Okay. All right. Okay. Sometimes you need someone to be there for you, not to fix the problem or offer advice or do anything in particular, but simply to be there. To show up, to be present with what you are feeling, to see what you're going through, to see you, to understand you. And I like this poem because it really does speak to our past, present, and future selves. It speaks to our past because we have to have that one person who are willing to look at who we are, who are willing to see us where we used to be, number one, and not just judge where we used to be, but to just see it and then to see us in our present. 
see the struggle, see the hurt, see the problems. Not not necessarily pushing to, oh, let me go on and help you fix this right here, right now. We got to get, no, 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 no. Because then that's not a real friend. At least not to me, not in that present moment because you need that person that you can just talk to. You don't want you know you don't want to hear no advice. You don't want to hear no extra nothing in that moment. No, you just need to get this thing off your chest. Right. So they just need to see you in your present, and then you need that friend that's going to that same friend needs to be able to see you in your future. They're listening to your problems right now. They know what you've been through in your past. They know what you're going through right now. But then they also know you, who you can be. Mm-hmm. Those are those people that can unwrap you. Those are those ones that I do believe Jesus called on to help Lazarus unwrap himself from being in the grave for what was it? Three nights? Three days? Three nights or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah? Something like that? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> A long time. Yeah, don't judge me. <laughs> Alright, so a lot of people like um, give these people different labels and different names. Um, there are some people that call them Rider dies. There are some people that call them day ones, um, and I want us to be careful with that one because we all like. To, some of us like to say, "Oh, no new friends, no new friends." But then, at the same time, um, every new level requires a new set of people. Do you agree? I agree, it, and, and, and I I think that it it may not require it, but it it definitely can happen and if we're close-minded we are shooting ourselves in the foot from the opportunities of other people loving us and I think that's the biggest thing um so that's that the opportunity of other people loving us yes I love that part right there I like new friends personally I mean there are some people that can't handle my new dimension Mm. They can't handle where I am right now or they probably just don't have the capacity for me in this new place. Or don't want to. Because at the end of the day, we all have a choice. Um, And yes, I do believe sometimes people aren't, they just don't have the, like you said, the capacity, the the wherewithal to to accept the change. Not to accept who you are, but to accept that you've changed. Because they may accept somebody else, you know, um, Steven at the same place that you are but they didn't know Steven in Steven's past they met Steven at his current state that's good sometimes it's the people just choose not to accept the growth and the change um and it's not personal it's not a personal attack on where you are it's just they refuse to let go of those that old that old dimension dimension. yeah boy that's a good nugget y'all that's a good one okay (laughs) um all right so but whatever you call um whatever you call that person regardless of your regardless of the condition that you are in we all need that person we all need that and and do you think shara question for you do you think that per it could be just one person or can it be multiple people in regards to someone that is a ride or die or somebody that is that Lazarus in your life? Yes. Um, I think it can be multiple people at the same time as, as well as at different stages of your life mm-hmm. because we're so complex and um, there's different people that meet different needs in in the 
person, that doesn't um, that doesn't mean that you're lesser than because you don't have a multitude of people. You know, I think sometimes people get you know with social media and stuff like that, people want all of the glam and everybody being in their corner and everybody being supportive, uh -huh. and that just may not be your truth until you're now awakened. Now everybody wants to be like, oh snap, welcome back, congratulations, <laughs> look good, all of these things, but they weren't with you. I'm a basketball player, so I always say, shooting in the gym, right? So Facts. it could be one person or it could be multiple people, but despite the amount, it's really the, the quality that makes the difference. The quality, not the quantity. I remember our old friend used to tell me that all the time. It's not about the quality, it's about not about the quantity rather it's about the, quality. it's about the quality and we do have to have that quality of relationship with someone to um or with multiple people depending on where you are at yep. and you got to be careful that it's not just an amen corner yes it's not people that's just egging you on just to egg you on no you really do have to have those friends that okay after they have been there for you they sat and they listened and they heard you cry your heart out and all of that now the next day those same that same friend that you cried your heart out to now they're saying okay now what's the plan what we about to do Take your head up let's let's move let's go all right the third day happened now what we about to do all right i like that i like that all right so um Another reason why today's episode is pretty special is because literally Tashara has been that person for me. Well, one of those um, people who unwrapped me when I began to really make my decision to dare to live. She has been that one who has been a listening ear. She has been that one who just was there no matter what if I needed to make a call if I needed a text or anything if we were just walking along the side of the street talking in the middle of the night <laughs> literally she was there for me um and I have to say that it helped me to be where I am right now it helped me to be as free as I am right now. It helped me to um, not only be free, but also to accept where I am right now. To accept where I was, where I am, and where I'm about to go. Mm -hmm. So, um, I wanted to bring her on the show so that we can just talk, rap, um, see what, what it took. Because, not truth be told, if you were to see us now, you would never think that there was once upon a time where we hardly, hardly really talked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I remember meeting her the first time she came to my former church. And um, and that's when we had a common denominator of our apostle um, slash mentor slash all of that extra. <laughs> spiritual father, spiritual mother, all of that. <laughs> um <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, we never really talked. Even when I joined the new church, um, it was always a high and by kind of situation. Yeah, we were, yeah, we called ourselves sister and brother, but that was just, superficial. I, yeah, it was superficial. It was just because, you know, we were in the same church. We were going to the same ministry at that time. But when that 
denominator came off when um, when our ministry evolved and went to a new place. Not a lot of us remained as friends or as quote unquote brother or sister in the church. But somehow or another, we we stuck it out. And we built a friendship outside of what we knew as church or what we had as a common denominator. So I wanted to ask a couple of questions just to see um, how it happened. Why it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, facts, facts, facts. Um, Especially because, and y'all know me, like I said, um, on this show, I get real deep and I, I open my heart. I let you know exactly what I'm feeling or how I'm feeling or what I'm going through or what I was going through. So at that time, and she probably don't even know, your boy had a bit of a crush on her. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> The fact that she sit there and laugh like that, yo. <laughs> oh, no, no. It was the whole laugh for me. <laughs> it's the whole only three girls in the church. Only three men in the church, so, you know. Yikes. That is <laughs> But, no, legit, legit. Um, then, um, and it, I mean, if y'all ever met Shara in person, oh, listen. <laughs> I said I was gonna echo okay, I got some sense for these people that She don't ain't got no sense, so we just gonna leave it there. We just gonna push forward. She ain't got no sense at all. <laughs> but nah, I mean she's a beautiful woman. Um she has a great personality, um, can be intimidating, and if a man is real with himself, they love an intimidating woman. Um and she's like, she really does have the whole package. Literally, she has the whole package. She's determined. She um, pushes forward. She does her thing. So any man that wants to get with her, they better come correct. Period. <laughs> and now she's licensed, so. <laughs> oh, so she's going to psychoanalyze you before you even. <laughs> before you even try to step up or shoot a shot yeah she's already going to tell you no (laughs) just by the way you're walking no you can go (laughs) but no 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 um so yeah at that time i did have a big crush on her um a lot of people in the church probably didn't know about it i'm surprised that she did not know that means we had a couple i means i had a couple of day ones back then yeah they held a secret for a brother that's what's up even her own friends y'all y'all what's up all right (laughs) shout out to y'all one good time (laughs) we'll talk after (laughs) (laughs) oh man but um after that um we just began to just develop a friendship um she was just there we talked and i think it was for me I'm, and I'm going to ask her when it was for her that um, that friendship actually, you know, concreted itself. But for me, it was one night. I was living in Coral Springs, and was it Coral Springs? Or, no, yeah, it was in Coral Springs. Um, and she came over, and we went to walk around the city. Literally, we walked around the whole city, and we just talked. And I was able to lay a whole lot 
on her, especially with what I was dealing with at that moment. And she didn't judge. She didn't give no opinion. She didn't give no advice in the moment. Just as the poem said, no, she was just there. She was that listening ear that I really needed to have at a moment when I was really going through and I was really in a depressed state. And that's not to say that I did not have any friends at that time or that I didn't have any one in my circle that I can go to, but they weren't that person that I needed to go go to in that moment. And it was because of that moment that we are here today, able to take road trips together, able to be so comfortable with each other that we can literally speak about anything and about and about anyone, and it's okay. So to you, Shara, when was that moment for you that made it solidified that, yeah, this is a good friendship? Mm, yeah, I think probably was around that day too, around that time. Um, I'm one to be big on genuineness, authenticity. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, I think life experiences also just brought us together. I, I think that struggle when, when when you're in a struggle, when a person is in struggle, that can breed um, authentic relationships. Because you're at your you're at your lowest. Like there's nothing that someone can want from you, right? Like they're not after your money. They're not after your possessions. They're not after your name. They're not after any of those things. It's just you. And so I think at that time, one, the the connection that we had through not just church, but for those who may not know you or not know me, the ministry that we were a part of was very family oriented. And you know, with all systems, you have people who you don't, you're not as close to, just like your biological family. You may have cousins or siblings that you're related to by blood, but you don't have a relationship with them. Like they don't know you. They just kind of know of you in theatrics. Um, but I think the foundation was the ministry that we were a part of because they were so family oriented and our leaders at the time really pushed for relationships. Fact. Whether people had them or not, they pushed for it. So I think that was the foundation, but I think that that, that particular uh, time frame or that particular night really solidified without maybe even us knowing um, consciously, mm-hmm. um, just a, a, a friendship. Because when you, when you have nothing else and you're just honest and authentic, that's intimacy. At, at its basic level, that's intimacy. That's good. Um, so I think that was probably around the time uh, for me too. It was just like, okay, cool. Like This is somebody that I can speak to, someone that feels comfortable speaking to me. And it's just, it's mutual. It's a mutual, um, vulnerable, uh, mutual level of vulnerability. And once you have that, you just build. Like, of course, you'll have your ebbs and flows, whatever uh-huh. we all do, because we're people. But um, that's the... Uh, Solid ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Upon this rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Foundation is key. That's it. That's it. Key. And you said something that really hit hit home for me. Um, when they don't want nothing in return, when you have nothing to give back in return. Yep. Legit. When you have nothing to give back in return, that's called that's true authenticity, right that is, there. Yeah. And, and I think, unfortunately, sometimes it's in those moments 
only that we can realize who's in our corner, but it shouldn't be. Um, you know, it really shouldn't be because unfortunately in today's time, day and time, there's so many people who have ulterior motives. And so you just never know. You're like, okay, well, are they, are they a listening ear because they're trying to learn more about me or are they a gossiper or do they know that I have, I have a client, so I'm a, a social worker, as Brandon mentioned, and I had a client this past week express to me, um, she, I don't know how she ended up with money, maybe her a father passed away and she inherited, she had an inherited, inheritance, and she met a guy, a younger guy, he told her he fell in love with her, was, you know, super charming, like, quintessential, um, perpetrator of domestic violence, just charming and all of these things. She marries him, immediately he changes. He's controlling, he's telling her what to do with her money, and he knew she had an inheritance, and that's why he did that. And so, we, we unfortunately, we live in a world where we just don't know. And so, a lot of us, it's not until we, we're at our lowest. That could be financially, it could be physically in our body, it could be emotionally. And at that moment, when we turn to somebody else, it's like, you, you're just shooting with your eyes closed. You're blindly shooting because it, you don't know. You don't know how it's going to go, but you do not have anything to lose at that point. You legit don't have nothing to lose. It's just live or die. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> at this point. Now you have to really choose, do I dare to live? Do I dare to live? Do I, Can I dare to live? Um, another instance for me was a couple of years ago, maybe what, two years ago, two or three years ago, maybe, um, I went into the hospital, don't know what happened, all I know is that my knees swelled up out of nowhere, and I couldn't walk, I couldn't move, I could not do anything, and I was living in South Florida at that time, and Tashara was living in Southwest Florida, um, Fort Myers area. My girl literally drove down. I'm using literally a lot this episode. But, um. (laughs) (laughs) My girl drove down from Fort Myers, a a good two hour drive or so. And she just came to just spend the night with me in the hospital. Yo, if you can't find somebody like that (laughs) in your life, I don't know. I don't know what to say. You, there has to be that one somebody. It don't have to be multiple people. Like we said before, it's not quantity. It's the quality. It don't have to be multiple people. And it's not to say that I didn't have anybody come visit me. Right. But the fact that she drove down, left her home two and some hours away to come and just sit with me while I was in the hospital for a whole night, that spoke volumes to me and I was literally in a low place I'm in a hospital y'all what else can I do what else can I give I'm sitting there trying to wonder well what the heck is going on with me and she comes to just sit with me that's that's a point that's somebody that I have to have in my corner to always be that one to help me unwrap and it doesn't and I feel as though it doesn't matter what level I am at, I feel as though she will be that person to be there for me. No matter the level. I she done seen me at my lowest. Literally at my lowest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So for her to now start seeing me as I build and to be there for me as I build, I know that I can depend. I know that I can. I She see my worth in my future. Yeah. She saw my past. She knows my past. She understands my past. She sees my present. She understands my present. But not only that, she sees my future, y'all. And she knows what I can be, who I can be. And it's me, and um, it's reciprocal for her as well. I think I'm, I'm, I'm helping. I don't want to speak. <laughs> I don't want to speak. Out of for turn. <laughs> no, I think you know, and, and to play the devil's advocate, if you will, I I always try to be genuine and and real and honest. And I think a lot of times when people see great relationships, regardless of the dynamic, parent to child, friends, romantic, mm-hmm. um, uh, professional relationships, they they aspire, they admire. Like, oh my God, this is. This is gold. I want, that. I want this. Uh-huh. But they don't understand the work, the, the the disappointments, you know, and so all of that. So yes, this um, Brandon is somebody that I can um, depend on. Somebody I've brought him around family and my friends. I don't bring people around my close friends and family. And Brandon has been somebody that you know we've gone over. I went to see my best friend, my godson. Uh-huh. We went. I went to see family. You know, during times of despair as well as celebration. And and Brandon came, and so. Um, definitely somebody that I, I admire and honor as family, not just as a, a, a friend. But, um, you know, there was times I was disappointed. I remember I had a, a my 27th birthday, I had a, a get-together at my house, right? And I'm one, I've dealt with a lot of disappointment in my life. And, you know, I think there, being in mental health has absolutely helped me be a better friend. Um but, um, and I'm learning some things or learning why I respond certain ways to certain things because it may not be a big thing, but it's the way I felt. So I remember specifically, I had a celebration at my house for my 22 years ago. And, you know, I, I live, as Brandon says, two hours away from where he lives and where most of my support system lives. So I'm like, I hope people can come. And I'm like, don't want to get too excited because I'm used to being disappointed, but I want to be excited. And so I'm like treading the line. And, um, he was supposed to come and then he didn't and I don't even think he told me that he wasn't coming and it wasn't until the day and I'm like where my dog at nothing and so I reached I think I reached out to you and I'm like you know I'm, I'm really hurt like you didn't say anything and he's like like you apologize like on some like you know I'm sorry like I it, that wasn't my intention I didn't even think that I didn't want to stress you out but in my mind I felt abandoned I'm like god dang like I'm always here for everybody else and it wasn't an attack on him specifically but it was other stuff Right. right that gets in the way and so if you're you're looking for you want to develop relationships with people that last you have to know your own triggers you have to work on yourself too and communicate be vulnerable communicate when something offends you communicate when when something hurt you communicate when something makes you happy any of those things and that's how you build strong relationships all across the board uh-huh. not just um friendships but people don't want to talk about those things they want to act like everything is all sweet and and i don't have to do any work and i don't have to be vulnerable like you absolutely do because if you don't do that stuff you will again shoot yourself in the foot yeah and you will um compromise great relationships because anybody that's healthy is not going to deal with some toxic type of you know exchange that's true that's true that's true it takes work it does really take work and i love the way that um that really did segue because um one of the questions was how does one develop the kind of friendship that we have and you also said something that um 
that others need to hear is not just about friendships because um, what if that person that needs to help you on a rap is not just a friend but they're a mentor or yeah. they're a co-worker or they are, for, they are your former manager or boss or there's somebody that not, that's not on that for level of friendship but it's still re- really essential in the um development and the development of you daring to live yeah so um if it's financial it could be a financial advisor if it's um your health it could be that doctor it doesn't matter which part of your life that you are daring to live in you have to be open to who can be there for you to help unwrap where you are to help peel back the layers to help you figure out, okay, if it's financially, why am I always broke? Yeah. What's going on? You need that somebody who's going to be, who going to sit down and listen, okay, yeah, you're broke and all of this is happening. All right, now what are we going to do? What have you been doing? Turn the mirror back on yourself. And a lot of times in friendships, I like to believe that when we have a true, authentic friendship, mm-hmm. we can see ourselves in that friend. Mm. Yeah. There has to be that kind of connection there. Um, I know Shara says she's a big thing. She doesn't really believe in soulmates. But Romantically, like one soul. Romantically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but as far as friends go, I do believe that there is some place um, where our souls meet. Where our souls say, hey, I know you from somewhere. I know that we, we have a connection. I do believe that's a, that's a form of being a soulmate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I would agree. And that's the key with relationships. I think the biggest issue we talk about, like how do you, how does one build this? Is people are bad at relationships. That's point blank, point blank. Period. You have to choose to want to be in a relationship with anyone. That's across the board. And so I think for me, one, I've just, I've just always been one to appreciate friends. So I think that's my baseline or foundation. And then some other things, like I said, like. Um, mental health and some therapeutic stuff and, and, and just being a better person yeah. and desiring relationships coming from a broken system. My family is broken. It's, it's ridiculous. And I, I, at first, I was seeking out to be different out of from a negative place. Like, this is negative and I, I'll do whatever it is to not be in this place or not put my potential children in this place. But then I had to shift my mindset and not look at it as a negative and look at it from a more positive and healthier perspective, still with the same goal of being different. And so I've always just wanted to chase better and be just be better at relationships because I didn't have that foundation. Um, and that's why I do what I do with any of my friends, anybody that I, I, I care about, anybody that I have a relationship with, I am going to do that. I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to do something extra, not because I want it done to myself because that's a very selfish thing. Of course, it's great. But just because it's, it's what I feel is right. And so you may have a friend that's not going to travel two and a half hours to the hospital. But they may call the hospital because they are a nurse and they know the medical field. And so how sure. they can contribute to you is you putting them on your um, on 
your list of someone that they can release information to and they talking to your doctor they talking to your nurse because you're incapacitated or you don't know or you're afraid you know and so I think the biggest part about how do you build a friendship like this is to know your expertise to know how you love and offer that to someone else it doesn't have to always be financial it could be your time uh-huh. you know it can be it can just be a space like yeah. you have to know how you love and you also have to know how each person in your life loves so that you can perfect that relationship. I like that. I like that. Know who you are. Yeah. Before you can ever be a friend to someone or before you can even expect somebody to be a friend to you, you got to know who you are at the core first. You got to know who you are. You got to accept who you are. And then you can be able to desire the kind of relationships that they you will need to cultivate to cultivate is not just going to happen out of the blue to cultivate in order for you to dare to live Mm -hmm. you gotta sit and I've spoken about this in previous episodes you gotta sit in that boat by yourself for at least a little while it's gonna hurt you gotta go through you gotta evaluate yourself first you gotta know yourself you have to be confident in yourself before you can do anything else confident in yourself yep Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely and it's funny that she should even um speak about the hospital one somebody that can call the hospital because um during that same story back when i was in the hospital um after she left my mom wasn't able to come and visit me, but I have a spiritual mom, and um, she came in there, set fire to the whole place. <laughs> I was already there for at least about maybe four days or so, and still without any knowledge of what is going on. Doctors running tests. They're they're trying to give me this kind of medicine and that medicine, medicine using me as a guinea pig, trying to figure out, okay, what can we do to help? What can we do to get the pain away and all? Nothing was helping. So I was there for like four days with this happening. And my spiritual mom, she just came on through, Dr. April Johnson Bynes. <laughs> she came on through and she just said, I'm a doctor. Listen, I need to speak to whoever I need to speak to so that we can get this rectified. And she made sure that she had the um, director of the hospital come down to my room. She spoke with him one-on-one. And after that day, it took maybe, what, just one more day and I was out of the hospital. <laughs> She is one fiery cracker, but at the same time, I needed that. Yeah, you were not I able to knew. Do it I was not able to do it myself because at that time, heck, I'm I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the hell is my? What am I going through? I'm sitting in the bed. I can't move from out of this bed. Every time I try to get up, I am in pain. I need help. <laughs> it doesn't help when other people around you also the anxiety so I remember there was one specific yeah. I mean also I'm in healthcare so I, I don't mind I don't care if you are a cousin to a cousin I don't know you if you're in the hospital and I'm there I'm asking questions because I understand that there's a lot of injustice that happens in healthcare especially for black and brown people and so I need to make so, sure that even if I don't know what's going on that you know that somebody's watching and so I remember one of the times when I was sitting there there was a nurse that came in and she was just was like you're thin you know you're young this shouldn't be happening and so i can imagine hearing that you're like oh shucks like now that's feeding my anxiety because i'm because now the nurse is saying she don't know you know and so it helps with somebody else uh someone that's in your supporting cast and you know that's in your corner is able to 
speak on your behalf and advocate. That is, um, I don't know that there's anything more peaceful than knowing that you can be, you you can be totally free. You can be totally incapacitated, if you will. You can you can just let go, let and go. you're going to be okay. That's good. You can let go, knowing that you got somebody in your corner. You're safe. I love it. I love it. That that takes me back to another story in the Bible um, of the guy um, who was crippled and his four friends. They tore, brought him up to the roof. Brought him up to the roof and tore a whole roof and tore the roof in and let lowered him, lowered him in just so that Jesus can heal him. Yeah. You need those people that you can just be vulnerable. Yeah. And it's at the end of the day. You can be vulnerable. You can just be like, okay, listen, I just can't do it no more, guys. I'm, I'm done. I really don't know where, what else I can do. And you got to stop being that strong friend, you know? Ooh. Again, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. And I've learned this even over the six, this process of this exam. I, exper- I um, shared publicly that I was taking this exam. And I also, I'm also like a very creative I guess you can say I'm a faith a person full of faith because I'll just do things. Like I had a shirt made with my new credentials before I even took my exam or passed. And people are like, that's crazy. What if you don't pass? Well, eventually I will be, so I'll wear the shirt too. Eventually. You know? <laughs> so and that's not even on my mind. So, you know, I do all of these different things and I, I share it publicly. And the amount of, of positive affirmations and support and like just the praise that I got, I would have never gotten if I kept it to myself. That's true. And I think that absolutely helped me with my exam because it not only put pressure on me, but that energy, it, that energy does something to you. That's true. You know, and so if I don't put myself out there to be vulnerable, then I won't get the vulnerability back or get the, the assistance back. Mm-hmm. So I know it's scary. I know it's, it, you're, it's, you're playing dice. You, you, you don't know what's going to come out of it. But if you want people in your corner you have to put yourself out there and you will fall because there's times you shoot your shot and you get yeah. rejected that's a part of life so you again that's why you do the work to deal with how do i deal with rejection why do i respond this way to rejection why do i think rejection is bad all of those things you find your own therapist i can give you the resources if you need it uh-huh. right but you have to put yourself out there so that you can receive help because if you never said i'm in the hospital uh-huh. if you never was open to that walk we would not have had those encounters if I never said, hey, I'm going on a road trip, will you come? You would have never came. That's and true. so it, it does take that. It's that that give and take, man. It's really, It really is. That's very, very, very true. You got to stop being that strong friend because if anybody knows me, they know that they can always turn to me for anything. They know they can always talk to me about anything. And I'll be the one that I would just always shut up about whatever I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Because I'll say to myself, well, they don't, don't nobody else want to listen. And there's nobody else that can really handle what I'm going through. But I'm always expected to be that person that people can always go to. There's something wrong with that picture. Absolutely. That is very toxic. That's toxic to yourself. You have to be able to, like she's like Shara said, you have to be able to open up. At least to somebody. Somebody. Start with yourself. I talk to myself, y'all. And I, I'm not psychotic. I, I don't she have delusions. She is a little bit. I, but, I'm a you know, we're not going to go there. <laughs> but it's not diagnosable. I promise I look. <laughs> I surely do talk to myself. And I think that helps. Like, if I'm in the car by myself. 
your feelings are valid. Yeah. Dang, I'm always here for other people. Nobody's here for me. Well, because they don't know you need help. You, you've always been that strong person, so they're not gonna look at you as weak. Right. And right. so it's it's like it's it's that's the negative part of just being like initiator and finding a way is because nobody. It's not that they don't care. They literally don't see you in that light. Like they they cannot comprehend that you could need help. And I've had people say that, like, you just, you just make it happen. Like, I wouldn't even think that I need to check on you because you just, and I'm dying, uh-huh. silently dying. It, it's crazy. So we, again, we can't shoot ourselves in the foot. We have to allow others to treat us how we ought to be treated. We deserve love. How we need to be treated. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I like what you said. Um, we have to be willing to be weak and in today's society and time for one a person of color two for a black man or even for you know what a black woman even for that matter um to say oh we're we are weak in an area oh wait you weak what's wrong with you and it's Deemed as a negative, um, it has a negative connotation in this time, when in fact it's actually very freeing for you to be able to allow yourself to feel that moment of weakness, yeah. to be present in your moment, and it's okay to say, "Hey, I'm not." At my best place right now, and you got you first. You got to admit that to yourself first before you can admit that to anybody else. You, like Charles said, you got to talk to yourself. And there was a moment when I had to talk to myself and say, Brandon, no, you're not okay. You're going through a whole lot of ish right now. You are not okay. You're not okay mentally. You're not okay physically. You're not okay emotionally. You need somebody to talk to. Yeah. And at that time, I was mad going through. Mad going through. Damn near homeless. Mm-hmm. Went through a homeless period, actually. Mm-hmm. Bro. Family was away from me, so I really couldn't depend on them like that. I mean, I was going through. Yeah. But And then on top of that, we were going through a whole transition with the whole ministry and everything like that. So I really didn't feel like I had anybody that I can really depend on except for a few couple of few people that could count on my hand yeah. who I could have really depended on at that time so yeah you gotta be weak it's okay yeah it's okay y'all it's okay just that if you're in a weak place right now just admit it to yourself I am weak right now Admit it, embrace it, now do something about it. Yeah. Alright. Um true friends all are always together in spirit. Don't always have to be together in um the physical sense, but they all they can sense you. Somehow or another, there's always that one friend that will shoot you a text at the right moment. Mm. Or shoot you a message. They, y'all haven't even spoken in so long. There's this one friend, Jackie. I love him. I love him to death. I love him to death. Um, he's a musical friend of myself and Shara. And, or Shara and myself. Correct, correct grammar. Um, 
But um, we don't always talk like that. And there was a brief moment where we had not talked for a while, a while, a while. And there was a time, there was this one moment where I just... I don't know. I just needed somebody at that at that right moment. And out of the blue, here comes Jackie. <laughs> hey, bro, just checking on you. Man, when I tell you that I needed that one, I was like, oh, yes, that's the that's oh, I needed I needed him. I needed him. And I know that he's always been that one that I can depend on. So it was never a negative thing why we didn't talk. Um for a little while it wasn't a negative thing um i was transitioning in my life i was transitioning to another location things were happening so we just didn't you know talk at that time but just the fact that he hit me up at that right moment and you need that person you're not always there in the present you don't always talk all the time but somehow or another they can sense you out of nowhere and then they just shoot you a text or you just run across somebody mind Mm -hmm. it's not just a line that men tell ladies you know that's not uh, you've been uh, running across my mind is your feet tired no 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 (laughs) toxic very but uh, a whole nother podcast and please believe me but um nah it's it's a real thing because there are a lot of people that run across my mind and then I just shoot them a real quick text. Hey, just checking on you. You were on my mind. Don't need to be no whole long elaborate conversation or anything like that. Nah, just wanted to check up on you. That's it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't need a friend who changes when I change. Oh, Oof. I don't need a friend who changes when I change. And I think this is going to be the last um, the last topic because time is running out. But I don't need a friend who changes when I change. There, are, Listen, we're going to, there are many times that we're just going to level up. Um, there are going to be times that, ha, 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 dance. But, um, facts. But there are times that we're going to level up. We're going to um, change the missions. We are going to go through... It's life. Life is about changing. If you're not changing during your lifespan, then there's something wrong. You become stagnant. You're not living life right. So as we change, you got to have that one friend that's going to be constant for you. And that's not to say that that friend doesn't change with you. That friend can always change. That friend can change faster than you. They just don't change on you. They they don't change up on you. Mm. That's that level of loyalty there. And you know, I I think to be honest, that also goes back to, to you have to start with yourself because we take offense when people change. Yeah. We take offense when people have other people in their lives that we see as threats. Like, okay, well, we used to speak every day. Now I see you speaking to somebody else. Now I feel threatened. And it all comes from a selfish place. And so in order to not change or in order to give grace to our friends who change up on us in that time is recognizing that we've probably done it ourselves. And if we don't continue to work on ourselves, we probably will do it. So that's where it comes from. Honestly, it's it's selfishness, it's insecurities. insecurities. Um, Because when you're changing, it's like you're a brand new person 
honestly, I don't, there's nothing like friends, bro. Like, I don't care what nobody says. Okay. There is nothing like, yeah, you have your family, their blood, but these are blood people. Like, you didn't choose to build a relationship with them. Because half of my family members, low key, I probably wouldn't be talking <laughs> to y'all if we weren't blood. Because. <laughs> Speak truth. On, on God. Put like, voice the toxic. Truth. Yeah. You know? Refuse to change, refuse to move forward. Like we all been there, but like when you choose to to be toxic, then that's on you. So there's pr- probably many of them that I would not know, would not have a relationship with if we were not binded by blood. But your friends, these are people you choose. Like yes, they cross paths with you, yeah. but you choose to connect with them and you choose to facilitate that. So nobody can't tell me there's there's nothing like a friend. Nothing, nothing like, like it. a friend. Even that statement that says um, blood is thicker than water. I I refuse to believe that Mm. I cannot believe that because there are a lot of times where friends come through better than family yeah they come through more than family and it doesn't I mean family they're always going to be there that won't change but then at the same time these friends that if you have that real good friend man that's more than blood it is that's a spiritual thing it's not entitled I'm not doing this because I feel entitled to you're my son so I have to do this you're my Mm -hmm. sister so it's, I choose to do this. Yeah. I'm gonna walk away. Like F you. <laughs> but I choose to do this. So to me, there's there's nothing like a friend. And so it's just important to build those relationships. And I can understand why people act funny when people change because it, it, that's a, a a partnership that's unique. Um, but it's really not personal. And sometimes you do grow apart. Um, but like you said, when you really have a relate, when you have a relationship with somebody, like when you spend time you know them invest in. you invest in them regardless of if they live in china and you live in south america you're going to be connected that's true and when you connect back physically when you have a real relationship it's almost like you didn't miss a beat didn't miss one beat regardless of how they've changed because we both have absolutely changed yeah since when the first time we knew since we met the each first other first time we met each other yeah definitely and so it's it, it's you just have to have that foundation that's so true. That's so true. So true. So true. So that, there's more to that statement. I don't need a friend. <laughs> I don't need a friend who changes when I change or who nods when I nod. Oh, because there's sometimes when you just need that friend to tell you, Brandon, shut the f up. What? 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 What are you talking about? Challenge you. The, the, hello. I'll hear you, but what then you? I'm gonna come back. <laughs> <laughs> right, wrench your neck real quick. Wait, hold on. What, what, what you talking about? Hold on. <laughs> Give you a different perspective. In that life. is true. Yeah, you gotta have times. that person. You gotta have that person who will be play that devil's advocate for you. I right, okay. Yeah, you said what you said, but let me challenge what you just said. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this really do make sense. Right. That's good. That's good. I don't need a friend who changes when I change or who nods when I nod. My shadow does that much better. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> My shadow could do that. I don't need somebody to do that for me. I need somebody <laughs> to be who can be that light mm. to shed light on that shadow. Oof. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Y'all, so this episode I, I really do want to break this episode open some more um so i really do believe there is going to be a part two um and i want to bring on another friend who 
hit a different aspect of my life, but I am so grateful for him in so many ways. Um, I call him my best friend. He's literally been my best friend, and we've only known each other for about two or three years, but it's not about a quantity. It's about the quality. So, as we wrap up, I just want to give Shara a chance to herself out there shameless plug <laughs> not shameless no i we mean no shame, no shame at all go shame. ahead <laughs> go ahead and do your thing that's funny well thank you so much for having me on this episode um you guys can probably follow me the best ways on instagram um my instagram handle is khadijah's creations it's spelled k-a-d-i-j-a-h-s creations with an s at the end um again grateful to be here and I'm a really big supporter on relationships holistically from uh, healthy whole families to romantic relationships friendships um, professional relationships just relationships I feel like if we if we are better at relationships we will be a better world um, and we'll be a better people so thanks so much for having me and I look forward to connecting with you guys offline awesome 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 and Chara we thank you for being here on the show with us it was very very illuminating Uh for you to be here (laughs) even while we're driving on the road heading to turn up it's about to be a lituation (laughs) (laughs) but guys listen 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 if you guys enjoyed the show if you guys have commentary if you guys just have questions please do not be afraid to DM me. Hit me up. Instagram, Mr. Dare to Live with an underscore. Um, Facebook, Brandon Wilson. Uh, you can just DM me, message me, do what you gotta do. But hey, I'm here for you so we could be here for each other. This is Mr. Dare to Live, aka Be Will, with the podcast Dare to Live. Looking forward to hearing you guys and you hearing from me in the next episode. Y'all be blessed and dare to live.